0: Hello, and welcome to Money Mondays, a new podcast of the Wealth Creation Center, powered by the Joseph Business School. I'm your host, Jill Thompson, and this is your year of supernatural breakthroughs. On this podcast, we'll provide you with personal finance and wealth building solutions to help you master your money and live a wealthier life. Be sure to tune in every first and third Monday of the month to hear from experts in the area of finance, banking, credit repair, debt management, stock trading, portfolio investing, just to name a few. These experts will join me on the upcoming Mondays to help you get out of debt, grow your financial resources, and answer any questions you may have about your personal finance. Why, you may ask, right? The state of many people's financial wellness are at an all-time low. While the complexities of financial markets and money management are at an all-time high and the consequences of financial illiteracy, it can devastate the unprepared. These special guests will tackle complex issues around money, economic markets, and financial news by providing hope, inspiration, and practical solutions to you, the listener. The Bible tells us in Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. In these upcoming series of podcasts, we'll teach you how to develop the skills and strategies that promote personal and financial growth and sustainability. Our goal in doing so is to eradicate generational poverty and to educate and provide practical tools to help you master your money now and for future generations. For instance, did you know that currently in the United States that there is a $6.6 trillion retirement funding gap? Whether we know it or not, this affects our very own retirement future. Only 39% of Americans, according to CNBC News, have enough savings to cover a $1,000 check. And over 80% of people in the US live paycheck to paycheck. Approximately 25% of the public rely on public assistance. Fortunately, there is a cure for these problems, and it starts with a basic understanding of how money works. Today on our show, we are pleased to have an expert who has over 25 years of experience in the area of finance. She's worked with major companies like Goldman Sachs, a leading global banking securities and investment firm. She is a certified public accountant, founder and president of We Solve Consulting, LLC, and the CFO of Battle Enterprises. In her spare time, she is an instructor of our very own Joseph Business School where she teaches topics of financial literacy, financial analysis and accounting. Please help me welcome to the show Miss Latasha Battle. Hi Miss Battle, how are you today? Hi, Jill. I'm great. I'm so glad that you're here and it is an excellent opportunity for you to come on this show to begin to talk to people about the importance of financial literacy and, and understanding their own personal finances. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about um, how to avoid some of the pitfalls regarding personal finance and, and debt management?
1: You have to take responsibility. I think what I would want people to know off the bat is that it's not your pastor's problem. Yeah. It's not your work's problem it's not your financial advisor problem, you have to take financial responsibility for your own life. And so once you are sure Mm. about what your desire is, then you can manage your levels of discipline. So if you know what you want, and you're working towards what you want, it's easier to achieve. What we find with people that we work with, um, that I work with personally a lot, is that all they know is they wanna be rich. Yeah. They never know why. So what's your why? And if you can't answer your why, then what are you working towards? That's good. So a lot of people don't know that they, you know, it's like, do you want to be rich so you can give more? Do you want to be rich so that you can, you know, send your own kids to college? Do you want to be rich so that you can bless people? Like, mm-hmm. what is your why? So unless you know your why, you're working for something and you're losing it. So you're making money, you're losing money. You're making money, you're losing money. And so, you know, it's kind of what the Bible says about, you know, you have bags with holes in it.
0: Yeah, and Jeremiah.
1: And Jeremiah. So the reason the holes are there, because you've not plugged them up. Mm -hmm. So it's not not your pastor's responsibility to plug up the hole. It's not your advisor's responsibility. It's your ultimate responsibility. And I think once we put people back in the driver's seat of their financial future, Mm -hmm. then we'll see more progress. In that area
0: and and do you feel that um, education is an essential component of that meaning when you say take responsibility them educating themselves in different areas of finance
1: absolutely people absolutely have two major problems either it's the love of money or the fear of money that's good okay so if you love money then you're misusing and you're abusing it okay right? and if you fear money you're avoiding all topics in volume. And, uh, involving money. And so we find that you've, either got to, you've got to take the love of money away from people, but you've also at the same time has to take the fear of money away from people. And the only way you can do that is with education. Yes. So if you want to get rid of greed, then you've got to know what God says about money. If you want to get rid of fear, then you've got to know natural things about money, right? And so we're finding that people, you know, they, they have this level, and, and I think as you said in your intro, that things are getting more complex. Yes things are getting more complex but actually money management is simple. If you make it and you spend it all, if you make $100 and you spend $100, what are you left with? Zero. Right? It's yeah. ba- it's basic math. Yeah. If you make a, a million and you spend 500,000, what are you left with? 500,000. So in the sense that money is complex, it's like that's not complex. What's gotten complex is We've made it harder to understand how to save money. Mm -hmm. We've made it harder to understand how to invest money. And because we've made it so hard to do, people just avoid it.
0: Yeah. You know, you you said something um, just a minute ago that I think is essential and it kind of points to our next question um, around, you said about fear, right? And so the next question I have for you is more of, um, what, we understand that there are physical forces that are working Absolutely. against us all the time Primarily with one lack of education, mm-hmm. you know, because we know that people perish for lack of knowledge Absolutely. But you talked about fear and I know that ties into that spiritual component of what's also um, Working sometimes for us if we know how to operate in the spirit Absolutely. or it could be working against us Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: It's the fear of running out, right? So if I tithe, I may not have enough to pay X, Y, and Z. Yeah. If I invest, the market may go down. If I save, the bank may go out of business. Mm. So it's all, it's the fear of running out. It's the fear that something is not going to be done right. Right? Yeah. And so people have this fear. So spiritually, we've got to remember that God's not giving us a spirit of fear. That's correct. And so what I tell people all the time that even if you're afraid to invest, sometimes you just got to do things afraid. You know, sometimes to take the fear out of. So if you take the first step, you'll realize that, hey, you know what? Investing is not that hard to understand. Yeah. You buy stock in Nike, you own a piece of Nike, right? Yes. That's not really hard to understand. What's hard to understand is I bought stock in Nike and the price went down. Down today. Not yeah. Down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But think about it. If you understand how markets move, then you don't have to be fearful when it went down. Yeah. Right. So if you need money today, do you buy stock? No. You buy a CD, you buy a treasury bond, you buy- Something that's more safe. You buy something a little bit more liquid, something a little bit more safe, something a little bit more accessible. Okay. If it's long range planning, then you buy stocks and you buy things that are long range planning tools. And so, but because people don't know they have options, so we have people come to us and they'll say, hey, you know what, I have $10,000 and I want to invest it in the stock market, but I want to buy our car cash in three months. Yeah. You know why you want that? Because you don't understand the markets. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when you understand the markets and how markets move and how markets work and how financial products work, you know that this $10,000 don't need to be used to buy stock if you need it in 90 days. This $10,000 needs to be put someplace else. And something that's a little bit more liquid. But if you don't know that you have options, and which is a great thing about money, money, the only thing money does is it gives you options, right? Yeah, because money is neutral. Money doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel bad. And so we get caught up in the whole, you know, the love of money is evil. And is that true? That no. is true. the Bible says that the yeah. love of money is evil. But money itself isn't evil yeah. or good. Yeah. Money itself is completely neutral. Yeah, it has no feelings. It doesn't care if it's in the hands of a saved person or a sinner. Money, the money doesn't care that's you know right what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. and so, um, so we've, we've attached these our own emotions to money to make people think that money has emotion. you, know, you hear the comments that you know money money doesn't buy happiness um, right
0: Yeah that's good. I, you know when we talk about the emotions behind the money um, it's actually one of the, the main topics that we'll be covering within the Joseph Business School a part of the financial literacy piece for those of you who part, partake in our course courses that are coming up. Um, because we talk about that, there is a a psychological aspect that goes behind why we do what we do with money, and it's it's almost like those fixed psychic points that are the drivers. Some of them are taught, um, some we've we've adapted through experience, and and many others we're doing it because we've seen someone else do it. And so um, when we talk about that emotion behind the money. Um, what do you think are some of the beyond the fear? Let's say that there's a person who has money, right? Uh-huh. So I'm sure there's a viewer here who probably has money that's sitting in a bank account, and there's it's a different dynamic for that person who maybe doesn't have money, uh-huh. and so they're trying to acquire money versus the person, I have money, and I don't want to lose it, right? And so that's a totally different feeling because they feel that they've, done such a great job of acquiring it and building up this savings account, and they finally have that nest egg that they've desired, right, and so what would, what would be a piece of advice you give to that person, um, because they know that they wanna progress in their finances, they know that they wanna move forward um, within, their, you know, within their money or whatever, whatever endeavors they wanna do with their finances, but what do you do to tell that person to get out of their
1: mind and allow
0: their money to do the
1: work? You know it's interesting because we we've, we have to go back to the why, why, why 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 did you build an estate?
0: And why are you holding on so tight? Why,
1: why yeah. Are you holding on to. It? Yeah. Why are you building? Why you know you know sometimes we listen to people who are, you know we're going to define them today as quote unquote broke folks. Yeah. So, you know they have this persona that the the wealthier you you are, hmm. the less you know God. You know like wealthy people don't don't have a relationship with God. They and we old. know that's not true. We know that's not true because yeah. we know broke people who. Oh God! God. There you (laughs) go. There you go. There's there's this image of you know we're not sure we're not targeting our money. Mm -hmm. So when you're building this nest egg, and it makes it hard to part with. Mm -hmm. If you don't know why you've acquired it in the first place, or you don't know why God has blessed you with it, then it's much harder to do the right thing by it, right? Yes. And so we get caught up in the you know. I should go buy a car, I should go buy more cars, I should go buy a house, I should go buy all this kind of stuff. I need to give it all away. You know, I, just, I was reading an article, and it was talking about how uh, almost, I think it was like 30, 40% of the people who hit the lottery end up broke. Yeah,
0: within and, like three to five years.
1: Within like three to five years. Yes. And so you and I sitting here wondering like, if I had $315 million, the last thing I would be is broke. Yes. You use a lot of words to describe me, but broke wouldn't mm-hmm. be broke, right? And so you wonder what happens there. Yeah no aim. The money had no aim. Yeah. And even some of the ones that had said, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give to the poor and I'm going to give all these or all these things. They had no planning. Yeah. And so the Bible talks about the, the wise will plan, but the fool won't. That's good. And so we've got to have plans. You know, we've got to make plans with our money. We've got to, we've got to direct, have direction for it. We've got to targeted. And I think so often that is not what we're doing. Mm. And so if you know you have money targeted for rent and you go on shopping, you're off target. Yeah. If you know you've allocated X amount for savings and you're investing, you're still off target. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so and that's why we always tell people, build build a savings account before you invest. I have people who come and they'll say, you know, I got my first bonus check and I wanna invest. No, you don't wanna invest, what you wanna do is save. Mm. What's the difference? Yeah. So it's that basic level of education that they don't even know the difference. Yeah, and you know, it, it kinda
0: put me in a mind frame of um, this one, one other thing about goal setting, right? And so many times we goal set for other things, like I want a goal set today, particularly because you know we're at the top of the year, and so people kinda come up with these New Year's resolutions, and we're like, look, we're not gonna do that, (laughs) right? We just want to make sure that we have goals that we know that we can meet. And so I know in particular, people make goals around uh, where they wanna go for vacation this year, but really people don't think about goal setting for their finances, and and even for a short period of time, whether it's to pay off a car within six months, or within two years, you know that you want to set aside a certain amount of money because maybe you have a toddler who'll be starting preschool. And yeah. so, how do we? I think goal setting is probably a, a very essential it's part. Though. Yeah, it's,
1: it's very. The reason people don't goal set with money is one, they think they don't have enough. Okay, you know, it's hard. It's hard to goal set if you if you only have five hundred dollars in the bank. So they're thinking, I can't do anything. It's like you know, I, this is what I have coming in. This is what I have in the bank. And so you. They're living, like you said earlier, they're living paycheck to paycheck. So mm-hmm. how, how, what do you tell a person? Because mm-hmm. I hear this all the time. People are like, well, you know, you just need to set goals and you need to budget and you need to do Yeah, because I
0: was going to say budget is huge. We hear everybody
1: say budget. You tell people to go to, spend. I tell people that too, but what do you do when you don't have it? Yeah. Right when, you're, when you literally are living paycheck to paycheck.
0: Well, we know within the kingdom, God tells us that if you have a need, you sow a seed. You sow a seed. You
1: sow a seed a seed, and so it's like we tell people do different things. We're like, hey, you know what? You can sow a seed. You can get a second job. I'm not an advocate of two and three jobs, but you read my bio. I got a few. Yeah. Right. And so the, on one hand, we're preaching you should have four, five, six, seven streams of income, right? Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, we're preaching, you know, we don't want you to work three or four jobs. It's confusion. So what I tell people is, you've got to do what works for you. Yeah. So if you know that you have a goal, you want to buy a car, you want to buy a house, you want to sew into the, you know, to the building fund, whatever you want to do, and you know that's a goal for you. Yeah. And you, f- you figure out, okay, how do I achieve this goal? If I can't achieve it off my regular paycheck, then what do I need to do? Right. Yeah. And so the thing is, it's like God has, well, he's equipped us with so many options, so many tools, so many opportunities, and we're not taking advantage of them. So it's easier for me to go to the altar and just say, hey, Pastor. Pray over me, Mm. believe God with me, that I'm going to have all my needs met, all my debt's going to be paid, and everything's going to be fine. But then God gives you a set of instructions after you're done praying. Yes, he does. Right? That's true. So you get a set of instructions after you're done praying, and that's what you need to do. Because the, the faith that pastor has is I can get you to a place where you can hear God but he can't get you to a place where you do what he said. That's right, and that's so, good. So we're putting our financial future in the hands of so many other people. And it's like, ultimately, you are the driver.
0: And you have to take ownership. And
1: you have to take ownership. Maybe I need to cut cable. Yeah. Maybe I need to cut, you know, one of these cell phones. I don't really need to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I'm working with people. You know, I was, I was working with a guy And he said, he said, Latasha, he said, I'm believing God for this, you know, like million dollar house or whatever. And I said, okay, you know what, that's fine. And and he actually has resources. Mm -hmm. I mean, so he has the resources to do this. And I said, okay, well, you know, he's, I want to pay cash. I'm like, okay, well then sell one of your other houses. He said, well, that's not the will of God for my life. He's like, I want two houses. Okay. Well then, you know, what's the plan? I don't have a plan. I need for you to figure something out. That's not a plan. Yeah. That's a cop out, right? So now I got I to figure, I want two houses, too. I need to figure out <laughs> right. how, exactly. how to get my own. Exactly. But my point is, it's like you're in the driver's seat of your financial life. You know, the Bible tells us that money answers all things. And so if it answers all things and things is what you want, then you've got to figure out how to get more of it. Yeah. Right? Yes. You can't buy beans with a dollar. That's right. Right? And so I think people have got to put themselves back in the driver's seat. It's like, hey, you know, what do I want to do? maybe i have to get a second job maybe i need to reinvest maybe i need to uh we find that people don't like to buy life insurance policies because you know they say if you buy a life insurance policy you're accepting death.
0: yes you're going that's huge that's huge yeah so So you might as well leave an inheritance to somebody right right yes
1: it's like and so then you don't have these situations where now you've got to get in debt to do a funeral or you've left yeah you've left your family in debt right. so somebody's got to go in debt to do your funeral some guys somebody has to beg and borrow to do your funeral when you could have prepared that's right and the earlier you prepare the cheaper the cheaper, the the cheaper it is
0: exactly right.
1: and so it's like so we're like okay just do it anyways so yeah you got $35 to spare a month then put it in a life insurance policy yeah you know I spent the first when my, when my I remember my dad transitioned and so we had to go through a whole lot and we had insurance but it, he didn't leave my mom with a whole lot of money so I told my mom I said I'm gonna spend the first year The first week, I spent two weeks at home. I said, the first week, I'm going to spend burying him. The second week, I'm going to get you buried. And what I meant by that was not that I was going to kill my mama, because God bless her heart. She is still with me. But you were going to make sure everything was But I made sure that this, that we're going through this time, I'll never go through again. And it was $1,000 a a year. $1,000 a year for a $50,000 policy.
0: Awesome. That's awesome.
1: And funerals cost this, let's do the math here, right? Yeah. You can, get a, you can get a decent funeral for 10 grand. Yes. I got 50, what am I gonna pocket? You get to pocket the other 40. Sounds like a win-win. Sounds like a win-win. My mom was completely happy. She said, kids <coughs> get to pocket it, it's like, that's good. And so we've gotta think, so sometimes when we're having our money talks with ourselves, we're only thinking about this moment. Yeah. Like, you know, what do I need at this particular moment in time? And the reality of it is if we thought more about the future, then we plan more for it. Yes. And so we've gotta get to you know, the the, the scripture tells us that consider the ant who stores up, right? hmm in one season, so that they're prepared for the other season. That's good for the next season, and so we're not preparing for these seasons. We, you know, we want to believe in our minds that these things won't happen to us. These things won't come. It's like it's it's unspiritual to say you're saving for a rainy day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but what's completely spiritual is you're saving for an opportunity. That's right. You're saving. It's like you know, God tells you to go to Africa and you can't go
0: because mm-hmm. you don't have to. because you haven't saved for the opportunity.
1: You haven't saved. and yeah, I mean, he 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 told you five years ago. You know. I want you to go to Africa. Yeah. And so instead of you saying, "Hey, I can prepare for this now," you say, "Well, some, I'm gonna believe God that something He's gonna send somebody. Somebody's gonna send me." So you have two options, right? God can go either way. Yeah. He can have somebody give you the money. Yeah. Or He can say, "I gave you enough time to prepare for it." Right. And in preparing, you show that you're a good steward. You show that you're yeah. a good steward, and that's why you know we always hear the 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 case where it says, "You know, the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer." And that's why. Yeah because he gives more to those who do more with it. Yes, stewardship. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just the law of stewardship. Yes. And so we've got to be, you know, we've got to pay more attention to what we're doing, what we're saying, how we're spending, how we're living. And we've got to be mindful of, like, you know, what's the, what's the desire here? Like, do I, do I want to live broke? I decided very early in life. I mean, I had, I've been rich and I've been poor. And I decided very early, I don't like poverty.
0: And I'm sure many others don't either. Yeah. I don't like being yeah. I, you know what I'm saying?
1: I, I I like options. And what money does for you is it grants you options. That's good. It grants you options. So when God says, "Give George $500," I can do it without flinching. Well, amen. Because I have options.
0: Amen. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. So that's
1: where and so my my end game is that's why I want to get people. I want to get people to the place where they feel a sense of freedom. Yes. So we know that, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. We know that it doesn't get you into heaven. Um, but it doesn't keep you out of hell either, you know what I'm saying. That's good. And so it's like because it's so neutral Then you might as well have it. Yes, you might as well have I'd rather be in the hands of God's people than to be in the hands of the Wicked. That's good. And so that's what we'd like to And
0: have. you know what? Um, I know that you have a workshop that you'll be doing with the Joseph Business School that'll be coming up on February the 12th for those of you who have not registered already Please be sure to register for that workshop. Yes. Um, you will not want to miss this. So can you just tell us a little bit, just to give us a little bit about what they can anticipate oh. in that workshop. For those of you who are still sitting on the sidelines after a podcast like register. this, still trying to figure it out, come and register, you do not want to miss this. She's given us such wor- such pearls of wisdom regarding finances or even money. So what could you tell them um, To prepare or as a nugget about why they should attend this workshop
1: you know what we're gonna simplify this whole money matter for you okay you know we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about spending plans we're gonna talk about insurance we're going to talk about um, spending habits. We're gonna talk about fear. We're gonna talk about so many things. So it's like when you leave this class, you will leave with things that you can do. Cause sometimes you know how you deal with a financial advisor, and you're like, oh my goodness, right? I just want I just, wanna, I to just want that. a practical step. Right. Like what's step right. number one? What is step number one? <clears throat> and so you will leave with at least five things that you can do immediately. Five things. You heard Three, five. that. Five things that you
0: can do immediately.
1: Immediately to get on a path of financial freedom. Because what's in my heart is to see people free. Okay. It's like, you know, there are are folks who are just in such financial bondage, and it's just just heartbreaking to see it from year after year after year after year. And so it's like, you know, sometimes I'm talking to people five years later, and they are no better off than they were five years before. Yeah. And it's like, that's not progress. No. And so we want to give you basic things that you can do um, to get you off that treadmill, to get you off that, and
0: treadmill. onto some pavement. We want to get you moving.
1: We want to get you moving. Yeah. And, and these are things that you can actually see the results. Because a part of the challenge with you know with, with setting financial goals and doing things is you know you do so much stuff. And then you don't see the results. You know how you go on a diet mm-hmm. and you know you're eating good for two weeks and you lose two pounds and you're just And then all of a sudden you <laughs> jump off the diet. And then all of a sudden you're yeah. like, oh, this didn't work. Right. So but we want to give you things that will work. We wanna give you things that when you leave, you know, in thirty days you can say, I'm glad I did that.
0: Yeah. Steps to discipline. Ultimately, steps Steps to to discipline, discipline. a disciplined mindset. Okay, well tell us this, because as we're about to end the segment, I just wanted to know how can people connect with you?
1: Uh, My email, lbattle at wesolvellc.com. I'm also on all the social media um, platforms, platforms, Facebook, Instagram. I don't go on Instagram much, but I do have an Instagram account. Uh, And I'm starting to build my website. It should be awesome. Soon. Awesome. I don't want to give a date because I don't want to tell a story.
0: Awesome. <laughs> but well, it's coming soon. Coming well, soon. well, let's make sure we give this disclaimer. Do not flood Mrs. Battles' email or social media with your questions. Tell them come to class. Tell them
1: come to class. Come to they'll class. get all the information and resources that they'll need. Yes, but you can email me if you need to. But uh, but do come to class. Um, I love talking to people. I love seeing people progress in this area. Um, I just think that at some point in time, this is this is this is the mountain. That we're gonna have to overcome. Amen. And I'm overcome. glad we
0: have people like you who can help us overcome and let us know that we're well able.
1: We are well able.
0: You're you're one of the one of the spies that went out to Canaan and told us we're well able. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Um, you've given such such words of wisdom, and I mean such great nuggets that me. even myself. I know I'll be in attendance for this class because I too myself wanna make sure that finances this year are in place. I am positioning myself for that breakthrough. I want mine this year and I want it also for you. If you want more information about the Joseph Business School and its programs or upcoming seminars, please visit our website at www.jbs.edu or you can feel free to give us a call at 708 697 6200. Make sure you tune in for our next podcast, which will be happening on February the 18th. We will have expert Jerry Tolliver who will be coming in to talk about credit and credit repair. And Jerry says, hey, she even has tips that can show us how to use our credit to become debt-free. You do not want to miss this. I am your host, Jill Thompson, and thank you for attending our Money Mondays of the Wealth Creation Center. I look forward to seeing you prosper.